Hi, my name is Leslie. I am the host of the Why Not Today podcast. This is a podcast where we celebrate people who have been courageous and said, why not today? I started this podcast in, um, in honor of my father, Patrick Kane, who often said, why not today? I'm based in Reston, Virginia, playing community right outside of Washington, D.C., and thanks for joining us today. And I'm excited to have my guest today, and it's Tamara Hellum, who is a friend of mine, um, known her for several years, but she's been doing some fun things and being courageous. So as we, she's been sharing her story and what she's doing, I'm like, you need to be a guest on my podcast. So before we start, I always like to talk about connections. You just never know where you're going to meet somebody. So this podcast is not about Mary Kay, and somebody pointed out one time, but that seems to be my world. So Tamara and I actually, we did meet because of Mary Kay. She is a Mary Kay consultant, and we met at some conferences, and then she lives in Florida. So I was privileged um, in the last couple of years to spend time. I think we spent time together every year for a while, because I went there myself, and then we, my mom and sister and I went there um, since 2020 several times. And so you build those relationships and connections with people. And Tamara's been a great friend. And as I said, she's been doing some cool things. So Tamara, let's, um, would love to hear from you. And before we go into your story and everything, tell us a little bit about you and a fascinating fun fact that somebody might not know. Okay. Well, first of all, I just want to thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. Um, like Leslie said, we met through Mary Kate. We were in leadership together and we, um, I have to give some kudos and props to Leslie because Leslie's my fun friend. We found, we met through a mutual friend who claimed that I stole her, but I did not. We're all really good friends now. And um, we, she's my adventure buddy and we have traveled together and done crazy and fun things. And I, I like to surround myself by balcony people, people who pull you up. And Leslie is one of those people, Leslie. You, you make me better. So I just thank you for that. Oh, you are welcome. Yeah. So, okay. So a little bit about me. I do live in Florida. I live in sunny Bradenton, Florida, which is uh, just south of Tampa on the West coast. I'm a Jersey girl. I'm originally from New Jersey. I will always be a Jersey girl at heart, but I love the Florida lifestyle. So um, yeah. So honestly, snow TV is great and it's good to stay there. <laughs> Professionally, <laughs> I'm a registered nurse and I work from home as a quality assurance manager, which sounds very boring, but it's actually interesting to me. Um, so I work for a home health company. Per, uh, per, personally, I'm an entrepreneur. I run a successful direct sales business like Leslie. Um, I'm also a full-time caregiver for a family member who's going through a health crisis. And uh, fun facts, let's see. Um, I love to travel. I've learned to scuba dive, belly dance. And while I was building my business, my team and I earned seven, seven company cars, which is something kind of fun and cool. So that is awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. And, you know, I love that you're a registered nurse and that got you to Florida. And then you, because you were a traveling nurse and fell in love with it and stayed and then discovered your direct sales business and pursued that and left nursing and then went back to nursing. And been able to do both at the same time, which I love that, you know, this is something we can do alongside things and teach us. I know you've mentioned many times what you learned in Mary Kay has helped you with the other job. It's so, a, mm -hmm. so this this podcast about courage and giving people hope and people being able to say, you know, me too. And, and do the things they're kind of afraid to do. So first, before we start talking about your story, tell me what the word courage means to you. Courage to me means stepping outside of your comfort zone and doing things that are uncomfortable, but stretch and grow you. 
And I would say that courage takes faith. It's not always loud faith though. Sometimes it's the kind of faith that moves you. It's a quiet faith. It just moves you to take the first step um, because that's the most courageous step. And then you just have to trust God for the rest. Absolutely. Totally agree. Um, it's interesting. Everybody's got their own definition of faith, of courage, and it kind of circles around the same things, but it's always a little different. One of the projects I have on my to-do list this week is to create courage cards with everybody's definition of courage to be able to share and encourage each other. So, all right. So what have you done in your life that took courage? And I don't know if you want to pull some things from the past or just what we've been talking about recently um, with living your life and vision and your health and fitness and couple things. Well, so let's talk about all those things. And, okay. and I thought this would be a perfect episode to talk to you now. Um, this episode will air on December 24th of 2022. And as we wrap up the end of the year, so, you know, those of us that are goal oriented, we wrap up the end of the year, we kind of start looking at things in the new year. And I know we've been trained a lot about goal setting and visions and manifesting things and so I think this is a great topic and you're, I know you're going to talk about fitness a little bit too a great topic to kind of end the year and start have people start thinking of things for the new year so share some courage stuff with us okay well I did kind of dig a little deep because that's kind of a broad question like what have you done in your life that takes courage well I mean I'll give you a couple examples um you know when I was young I put myself through nursing school um I have made unpopular decisions throughout my life to change careers or employers at times where it didn't necessarily make sense on paper, but they were the best choices for me. So I followed my, my heart and my own vision. Um, what else did I do? Oh, I recently applied for and was accepted to pursue my master's degree, which is something I am now doing at one of the busiest and most unlikely times in my life. But um, again, you kind of got to dig deep. And I realized that um, this is something that's been on my heart for a long time. And why not now? Um, well, I also, also, oh, go ahead. We've lost that. Let's talk about that for a minute. So I know okay. a couple months ago, you said that you need to start living and you did a vision board. I did. And things that are on your vision board are coming to fruition. And you did it not even that long ago. And I think you said two out of the three things on there have already manifested. So talk about the, your education piece and how that kind of happened and manifested and from the vision board to, I think there were a lot of Godwing coincidences, things that just had to line up exactly right. Yeah. Okay. So I kind of had a revelation, I would say probably about six, seven months ago. Um, just one of those moments, you know, where you get quiet and you, you realize, you just realize some things. And I realized that I think the pandemic changed all of us. It, I, I went through a lot of things personally and professionally that just caused me to pause or, things to change. And without realizing it, I had stopped setting goals. And um, I'm, I've always been a goal oriented person. I think that time, like Leslie said, I know this podcast is not about Mary Kay, but being in business in a direct sales business, it, it did teach a lot about goals. And I learned how to set them It became part of my life. And so well, I think know, too with COVID. Yeah, um, everybody we went into survival mode. Like, okay, how am I going to survive this? And we stopped dreaming and stopped setting goals and stopped paying attention to our vision because we're just trying to survive. 
Yeah. And that's very true. And the more people that I talk to, the more I realize that's been a commonality. Um, But, you know, I can tell you, I can tell you what's going on in Virgin River on Netflix, but I couldn't tell you about my goals. And so it was just, (laughs) it was just time. And so, you know, I kind of went old school. It's been a while since I've done a vision board, but if you've never done one before, it's a very cool exercise to do. I remember the first time I, I ever made one, I thought it was stupid. I went kicking and screaming, like, why am I cutting out these pictures of things? Tell Um, us what a vision board is obviously I know it. Yeah, yeah. Well, a vision board or some people call it, you know, like a a goal poster. A vision board is really, um, it's actually, there's, there's neuroscience behind it. Um, having a healthcare background, I like science and all that stuff, but your, your brain cannot tell the difference between what's perceived and what's real. And so when you take those things visually and you put them out there and you look at them, it actually, helps you manifest them because you will work towards them. And so what I realized is that I needed something new and visual. I needed to take old stuff down and I needed to put new stuff up. And I, I, it gave me, I gave myself permission to think about what was important to me and what would make a difference now. And so in doing so, there were a couple things I put on there that were self-care related because it's very important for me in my life right at this moment. I think it's important for all of us, but especially it's something I have recognized I need to be mindful of. And so I put them on there and that's where my fitness came came from. I've always enjoyed being outside. It's not like I just woke up and started exercising. I've always exercised, but I used to have specific fitness goals and I had gotten away from those. Well, so, and you, you in the last couple of years have become a caregiver. Mm-hmm, I have as you mentioned with health issues. And I know mm-hmm. what I've seen with health, with health care or caregivers is you put caregivers usually put themselves last in helping everybody else. So what I admire about you is you finally decided like, I got to live my life and take care of me. It's that whole airplane adage, you know, put some oxygen mask on yourself before you do something else. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really important. It's really easy for, I think women too, especially not to, to be whatever gender specific, but we're kind of designed that way. You know, I'm, whether you're a mom or whether you professionally are in a role where you take care of people or whether you're taking care of aging parents or a spouse or a friend or whatever, but it's easy to, to, to push yourself last. And actually, if you, it's not selfish to put yourself first, because when you do, you, you're then able to give the best of yourself to those around you. And so I put that on my poster and then in doing so I realized I need some other tangible goals, some things that were not so big that I couldn't obtain them, but that stretched me. And so um, it had been since 2019 that I had run a race. I had actually picked up running six years ago. I had a personal trainer that taught me how to do it. And I went kicking and screaming because I said, I'd never do this. But I realized once um, she said, you're goal oriented and this will give you something to, to track. And I think it would be very good for you. Well, I, I found that I actually liked it. And so Um, but I put it down. And so again, it was one of those things I thought, you know what, this is tangible. Like I remembered, I went back to that place that when I put those shoes on and I had a race and I had something that I was working towards that, that gave me a win and it was something I could work on along the way. So I put a, I put a race on my, on my poster. And then the other thing that I, there's a couple other things that are on there, but the one big thing that um, just came out while I was looking at things, and, and when you create these vision boards, again, you're cutting out pictures, you're, you might pick words that, that apply to you, and so I had just kind of started, I, I, I kind of made a list of what was important to me, and then I started looking for pictures that 
um, that spoke to me. And so when I did that, what was interesting was that um, I had kind of dug deep and, and thought about the fact that once upon a time, I wanted to go get my master's degree in nursing. But again, as Leslie said, I had changed careers. And so I had put that down for a while. My entire focus of my career has changed because I'm now not, no longer at the bedside. I've developed a different skill set. And so um, what's available now, that has evolved as well. And so that came back on the table, like, wow, I, you know, I'm in a different place now. My life is different. I work at home. Like, I might be able to do this. Why, like, why not today? So I put it on there, but not, it was kind of in the periphery. It wasn't something that was going to happen right now, but that's kind of the power of your, your vision board, because okay. again, things started to, to come up and made me think about it. And so it's almost like, being a woman like I remember when green was like the color of the season and I had this green purse and I never really paid attention to green purses before until all of a sudden I had one and everybody had a green purse and I can see them everywhere called the reticular activating system yes exactly often attest or um often kind of associate with like cars like if you're looking for a red car all of a sudden you see red cars everywhere so if you're looking if something is in your in your brain and your reticular activating system, all of a sudden you start seeing it and it starts manifesting. Yeah. So, not to interrupt your story. So. Yeah. So that's kind of what, that's kind of what happened with the whole, with the whole um, education thing. So, but it's not really a likely time. Like if you, it'd be very easy for me to say, well, now's not the season. And I've done that for a long time, but why, why well, not? Because I know you kind of did some, like, it kind of came out of nowhere, like mm-hmm. very quickly. So you put it on your vision board, which was maybe a month ago, two months ago. It seems yeah, like about two months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it started showing up. So you applied. I applied. I had a conversation. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation and then I started to look into it some more. And then what I realized is sometimes what we tell ourselves versus what's real are two different things. And the more that I investigated it, I realized it was obtainable because it was something I could, I could set a goal kind of like my fitness and work at it at bite-sized pieces and make it manageable for me. So the thing about setting goals is you want to set something that, that stretches you, but something that you could still, um, that you still have the passion and the um, wherewithal to to devote the time and energy to it, because otherwise you'll just be frustrated. And what I recognize, like with this, I could, you know, it was one class at a time every eight weeks for a year and a half, and I thought I could do that. Right. And then yeah. you know you found the school and you applied, and pretty quickly you got in. Like, yeah, a week later maybe week, like a week and a half. I mean, it just, it just moved. Yeah. And then you said you talked to your boss and they're on board with it. Yep. Yep. She's very supportive. Are you getting scholarships? Have you figured that out? Are they providing? Um, no, no, there, there's, I mean, different employers have tuition reimbursement. I'm, I'm looking into that, you know, okay. which is a possibility, but even so, um, you know, it just, things are just starting to align, which is, which is very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is awesome. So, yeah. Yay excited for you so you start in March March yes in March and that's the thing that's that's my I'll talk about that a little later but that's my my goal is to start in March um the college kept saying January and I kept saying no March you know so you you set your goals are your goals you you want to you want to make them you don't want someone else to change what's best for you yeah yeah and you know often too we look at things in life that we want to do complete start 
around those zero birthdays. And I know you have a zero birthday coming up. I know my goal when I got my master's degree was to finish by the time I turned 30, which I finished two months after I, my 30th birthday. And ironically started my Mary Kay business the year I turned 30 also. So those zero birthdays, you start thinking, okay, how do I want, and you know, all birthdays are beginning of the year. We kind of evaluate our life, but I think those zero birthdays, as we get up to higher zero birthdays, we start looking at, okay, what do I want my life to look like? And I think after COVID, I think it's a good time to evaluate. So as we end the year and look into the new year, like, Spend some quiet time. I know Tamara and I were just talking beforehand. One of the things I'd like to do with been there all week is to do some planning, reflecting, and goal setting. But I had to get rid of some of the clutter first before I kind of had to clear the decks of all the loose ends before I could start. Um, and I do want to do a vision board because, like Tamara, I haven't done one in a while. I actually had one up for years, and it's a bulletin board that says dream in the middle, and I had all these pictures posted. And last year at some point, I just took them all down, and it's just been empty. Like it's time to look at what those things are. And that what gives you not. hope. Yeah. Yeah, it gives you hope. It and does. that's one of the things I want this hotline to do or hotline. This podcast to do is give people hope. Um, and one of the subjects I would love to have if somebody listening wants to share about is you know, we've kind of talked about a little bit with you, but the role of a caregiver and what that looks like. And as we are getting older, the kind of the world I'm swirling in, um, there's a lot of discussion about elder care. What does that look like? Um, some subjects to kind of talk about that a lot of us are in that boat to give people hope. So, okay, so let's go back to your running. Okay. Because that was a cool little path. So you're going to run. You decided. You signed up for a race. I you got did. that goal. You had that deadline. And then what did you do? I mean, I know the steps, but let's talk about you got prepared. So I what did. did you do I did. Well, first of all, I, I, you know, I decided that that was, that was an obtainable goal for me. And I picked, you know, if you are going to pick a goal, pick something that stretches you, but that's not something so crazy big that you, that you can't reach it reasonably. And so I like that you had a shorter time frame too. I did. I did. It's not super long. I just, I've been reading a book called the 12 week year and talks about when you have a year long goal, rally at the end of the year at the beginning of the year like oh it's got a long way to go but when you have a shorter time frame you're more apt to rally from the beginning and not be able to say oh well start that later later yeah this was nine weeks it was nine weeks to train Probably. and I picked a 5k because I hadn't run and I hadn't run in a race since 2019 and so put go ahead. and I remember us having a conversation you're like oh I did that before but I really don't like running and I'm never going to run it again <laughs> yep be careful what we say right I did. I did. But you know, I would, I went to a place where I had to put it down because I wasn't, I've been there, done that. And right. then you, 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 you kind of have to be ready for things. And I recycled it because, you know, I was in a different place in my life. And I realized that this was something that didn't require, I mean, didn't require a lot of equipment, just my shoes and and so you bought new shoes though, right? I did get new, I've actually bought two pairs of new shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Two pairs of shoes. I bought running lights. Um, what did I do? I treated myself to some new clothes, the new workout clothes. I think, but the biggest thing that I did was um, once I decided I was going to, to, um, to do this, that I, that I signed up right away. So I have something to hold my feet to the fire and then everybody's different, but I need accountability. Like, 
And you, you be careful who you show your. A lot of people do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I do, and so I put it out there because I have friends that run, and I said, "Hey, I'm running again. <laughs> I'm going to do a race. Is anybody running it?" Because I thought, "Hey, it might be fun to have people to do it with." And so a neighbor of mine had commented that, "Hey, um, I belong to a running club. You should you should join. Come join us because it'll be a great place for you to train." And I thought, oh boy. So I looked it up and it's at 5.30 in the morning. But that was the biggest catalyst for me because if you're really going to commit to something, what are, like there was a million reasons why I could have said I wasn't going to do this. Like I'm too busy. I'm taking care of someone else. I have these other responsibilities. I'm tired. It's, you know, and in the past when I had stopped, it was because I hadn't reframed things and figured out how to fit it in. But at 5.30 in the morning, nothing else is going on except for me. So why not? And to get out, out again around some positive people. So I went and I, I, you know, I fell in love with it. And so um, going there, I actually made relationships and connections with people. And then I surrounded myself people with like-minded people who are not going to let me off the hook. I also, you know, shared with several people that were important in my life that I was doing this. So then they're asking me about it. So it, it really helped me stay on track. And the fact that I knew that I had a finish line across in nine weeks, and I'll just tell a quick story. My last race that I did before, and that was kind of the reason I put it down for a while, and I did not prepare for it. And I did not publicly share that I was doing it. And I didn't really, I had somebody I was doing it with, but and she was, it was fun for us, but there was no accountability. And so I let myself off the hook and, and <laughs> my outcome was, it's very funny, but it was terrible. And so this time I was- Weren't you the last, came in last? I was, I was the last one, the last one. In fact, the sweepers came and they picked up the cones. They didn't think anybody else was running. But at that point we had, we were walking and we said that we were going to walk. So it was not about achieving anything, but I realized that that may have been fun to a degree, but I think we were both a little frustrated with it. And so, um, you know, again, have something that's, that's going to hold your feet to the fire. And so for me, that, that was it. And so, um, I, you know, I, I trained for it and my running club only meets three days a week. And so on the off days, then I, I got myself into a pattern. And so the days that I wasn't with the club, then I would go to the gym because it became, I really started tracking my miles. I started tracking, um, how fast I was going, which I'm not fast, but my goal was just to, to finish and to, to do the, to run the whole thing. Um, and so it was good as it was measurable and obtainable. And I think that was the really great thing about it. Um, yeah. And, you know, you hit all goal setting one-on-one topics, (laughs) you know, our goals, but, you know, first you came to like, you had that aha, like, Mm -hmm. okay, I stopped dreaming. I stopped visualizing. You did your vision board first. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you put you broke it down to the goals. What was important to you? Getting your master's degree, running a race. Um, you gave yourself a deadline, which is important um, instead of just someday. And someday isn't a time. Uh, you you get, had some accountability buddies. You joined a club. You did it, joined like-minded people that motivated you. Um, and you knew your limitations because I know you said there were some women that ran like crazy and were very diligent. And there was one lady that kind of held back and. Ran, helped you and ran with you. Um, yes. You connect with them. Um, you had to schedule the time to fit it into your world. And I think that's so important. Um, you know, when you make a decision, you've got to figure out how is it going to fit in your world instead of like, oh, I'll do it sometime. No, you got to schedule it. And that's why I exercise in the morning too. I have a new neighbor that keeps texting me in the middle of the day, at the end of the day, do you want to walk? Do you want to? I'm like, no. Like, I do it in the morning mm-hmm. to, first of all, 
I like to exercise in the morning because it gets my day started. So not only am I exercising when I'm getting fresh air because I'm outside, I'm listening to something positive. I'm getting my head right for the day. So, and I know you had mentioned with running, how that just made you feel good. Exercise releases endorphins. It makes us feel good. Um, and then, you know, hold your feet to the fire, having that goal, that deadline. But not only that, but you were tracking it. You were having measurable things like how far you ran and your speed. So all those things go into account. So I think, you know, as we end the year, I think it takes some reflection. I was talking to somebody earlier about it. And, you know, look at where you were last year. And then what do you want to do this year? What, how much more do you want to do? Do you want to make more money and, or be healthier or um, happier? I heard a podcast the other day and this gentleman said, you know, as we get older, people start talking about retirement and, you know, slowing down and all this stuff. But he said, there is no reason why every single day you can't get healthier, wealthier, and happier. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I love that. Like, we're not done. And I'm not ready to throw in the towel. So all those things into it. I'm so proud of you and all that you've done in spite of a lot of life going on behind the scenes that you're living. You can't change what's going on in your world. There's, there's things that you can't control, but there's things that you are, you can. And so I've, I've made a choice, an intentional choice to control the things that I can. And I choose positive things. Yeah. So how are you feeling about your goals and what you're achieving? I feel great. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, when I first set the goal, it was motivating. Like I was motivated, you know, I mean, I'm motivated to start school. I'm, I was motivated to, to run the race after I ran the race, which was last Sunday and crossed the finish line. I felt empowered and confident. I mean, the, the, the feeling that you get when you set a personal goal and you reach it, it's just priceless. It's personal achievement. And I'll tell you, um, and I thought this was interesting when I went, there was a lot of people that were there like me just doing it on their own. There are people in groups, but there's a lot of people just doing it on their own. You could tell they were doing it just for them. And so I didn't need a big bunch of people cheering for me. In fact, I had strangers cheering for me, <laughs> which was fine. I crossed the finish line myself and that's because I chose to do it. And that, that felt, that felt great. So sometimes the things that you do behind the scenes for yourself when no one is watching are the things that mean the, mean the most, you know? And, and that's your scripture about that. You know, do those things. Don't boast about it, but do it. Yeah. Oh, I can't quote scripture, but I know there is one. <laughs> and I did you know. share about it on social media. And I've had like all these, you know, friends and family come out of the world and congratulate me, but I didn't do it to boast. I just, I just wanted to share my story and what I, what I did, because it was, it was really fun, you know? And, you know, and that's what we talk about. Where can we give people hope? So let me ask you this question is what encouragement would you give somebody else to say, why not say? Um, I would just say, ask yourself, what's the worst thing that would happen if I did this? And what's the best thing that would happen if I did this? And then think about what would happen if you didn't. So, you know, when I always make decisions, I kind of think of those things and then, you know what? And then take the first step. That first step is, is courageous. And then once you take that first step, then take, a, take another step. You know, um, you matter and, and you're, you're capable of a lot more than you think you are. And like Leslie said, don't wait until January 1st, 2023 to set goals for the new year. I mean, the week between Christmas and New Year's is a great time, a great time to take inventory of what's important to you and to take your first step. So how, how cool would it be to wake up on January 1st, 2023 with clarity and something to be excited about? 
you know, and one of, one of my favorite verses um, is Jeremiah 29, 11, and says, you know, God says, I know the plans I have for you, and it's plans to create a hope and a future, you know, and you just got to trust that God has, has good things for you, you know, if you pick something that's the wrong thing, he's going to direct your path, you're all good, let's get out there. I, I love the time between Christmas and New Year's, because things do kind of slow down. Um, I remember when I was in grad school, um, and you didn't have to do school, and or even in college and you know work slowed down I usually took time off between Christmas and New Year's Katie's working then um, but it was time to clean out rethink get rid of the clutter um, plan visualize I know one of my most memorable um, New Year's and it, actually I interviewed my friend Mary on this podcast and we talked about it the two of us I think we went to the movies and went back to her condo and maybe had one drink but not much it wasn't like, I'm not one of those big party on New Year's Eve kind of girls, but we made goal posters um, to end the year. And I love waking up January 1st, just ready to run and just a clean slate, ready to go. And I'm super excited about that. Um, so connection to my dad, I always try to connect back to my dad with everybody. And people are like, well, I never met your dad, which you didn't, did you? I don't think you did. I did not meet your dad, but I feel like I know him through talking with you and talking with your mom and the stories that you told, you know, your, your dad, from what I understand, uh, you know, Pat was very innovative and he left a legacy for his community. And I can relate to you in many ways because I have a very strong relationship with my own dad, who I think is similar to your dad in many ways. And so I can appreciate and understand your desire to honor him and to carry on his work through your podcasts and things that you're doing in your community. So, and, and oh, yeah. you know, flat pat is with me all the time. I got my flat pat right here. Yay. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I love that the people are following him yeah. and they encourage. You. I know you said you took your why not today cup with you to the race to encourage you. And it's just saying why not today. And so, you know, you did not know my dad, but you are goal oriented, which he was. And you know, one kind of connection is he did, as a city planner, he did work in the Florida area in Sarasota, right there where you live, and Clearwater. So have that connection to him. Um, and he loved the sun, and he loved the beach, and I know you do too. Um, so we could talk forever and ever. We could. Um, but I want to thank you for joining me, and I hope we've given people courage and motivation to um start something new in the new year or finish off strong in the end of the year. One of the things that I am finishing strong, I know Tamara and I were having conversations about finishing and I looked at my to-do list and the thing that's been on my to-do list this probably may is to do a uh, website for the why not say podcast. So it is getting finished right now and it will launch before the end of the year. And I'm excited to have that clean slate. So you can find the why not today podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, uh, iTunes, any place you can find it. But one of the things I'm starting to look at is if you listen to it, review it, share it with somebody, rate it. Um, I'm gonna maybe do some contests and things in the new year about that because I was kind of looking at the algorithm. I was surprised at how many people um, follow my Facebook group, but I don't know who's listening. Let me know if you're listening. Share, comment, as I said, review, um, and share the Why Not Today message with somebody else. I do have cups. And I have vinyls that you can get and t-shirts, long and short sleeves. And so, you know, spread that why not today message. So thanks again, Tamara, for sharing your story and your courage. And um, just remember, say why not today. Thanks again for joining us.